Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week, we're going to be answering your questions. So stay tuned and go to www.halfpastchad.com to submit your own. For another episode like this, make sure to follow us on all the socials. Let's get into this, Half Past Crew. Ah, welcome to Half Past Job. <laughs> Look at us, everybody. Look at us. Welcome, welcome back, back to another episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to if say people are going like to click that. off the episode, they're going to be like, oh, that was the time for me to click off the episode. Welcome back to Half Past Chat, everybody. We are your hosts. My name is K2. My name is Helly. And we drink some cha while we spill it. We're an interracial couple, if you can't tell. If you're not watching the video, I'm Indian. I'm super white. Super duper white. We mm-hmm. talk about being an interracial couple. We share our experiences, but we also share your guys' experiences. And then we have a conversation about it because... Everybody's situation is a little bit different. And we talk about relationships and other things amongst that. We don't like to put ourselves in a box. No, we do not. (laughs) We release new podcast episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. So make sure you turn on your post notifications on YouTube or any other like Instagram, whatever it may be. We post at 7 a.m. everywhere. Okay. If you're watching on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you need to follow. Give us five stars. It helps a lot for us to be more discoverable. On like browse features, you know, it just, it just helps a lot. So anyways, this is it. Make sure you go to www.halfpastshot.com to submit your own questions. It's a question full episode. Okay. This is going to be so many questions. Hallie. Questionable episode, if you oh, will. That's well, true. No. Oh, I mean, this is going to be a questionable episode. Yeah. I mean, I feel like all of them are at this point. So <laughs> settle in, get cozy, grab your cha. Let's get into it. Oh. All right, Hallie. We have so many questions today. I Holy think cow. we just need to get started because there are a total of, I think I counted like 26 questions, but we cannot get through all of them. So continue submitting, but we're going to do like one to two questions per episode. And then every fifth episode, we do a full episode, just questions. So this is that episode, everybody. Yeah. So in five more episodes, ep- episodes, <laughs> episode 50. Episode? I guess we'll be doing more. So 50. let's get into it. All right, Hallie. The first question, I'm going to read it. All right. It says, hey, I'd like to start off by saying I love you guys and finding your channel has been such a blessing. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. We love hearing these things because it makes us motivated to keep going. We love you. You so provided much. us. Uh, you provide so much confidence and it's nice to see an interracial couple talk openly about tough stuff. I'm from the UK and have been dating my white boyfriend for a while now, for four years. I told my parents, but they do not approve, and it's becoming harder to try and block out the guilt. I get comments saying, don't do this to us. We will be the talk of the community. Don't shame us like this. You can do anything else, but not this. One of my parents only cares about what other families think of them. I'm finding it hard because I understand that the community judgment Uh, And pity can really affect people. I don't want to hurt my parents, but I also don't want to stop pursuing someone I love and want a future with. I was just wondering if your guys' story had anything in relation to this. Did the Indian parents mention, what will people say? I know I shouldn't let it dictate my life, but it's hard to see my parents upset. For context, they haven't met my boyfriend yet, and it feels very dramatic. I'm 25, and I find myself struggling with wanting to do what the community expects versus what I want. My brother and sister-in-law are totally in support, and some of my mom's friends know. It's mainly my dad who's finding it difficult. I feel so selfish. I wondered if I could just get them to meet in person and perhaps talk to some of their friends 
would it help with the worries and stigma? Thank you for having this forum. Oh, man. First of all, thank you for submitting the question. Thank this you. is a very deep question because you do not know how many people have submitted this exact question. It's crazy because that's what our whole community is built out of at this point. So many people. This, yeah, um, relate to your question like crazy more than you know. Uh, we had this exact same situation, actually. Yeah, it's difficult because I think it's not just the Indian community that feels this way. Uh, there's a lot of other communities, foreign communities, who are very much so integrated within community values. Um, and so whenever you do something out of the norm, for example... If you come to this country, let's say America, because that's where I came to, I come to America and I don't want to be an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer. And instead, I want to go into being an artist. Okay. It's, it's, it's a similar situation. Your, your parents aren't going to want that. If, if they're immigrant parents, they want you to be successful. And not that you can't be successful being an artist, but there's the stigma of, oh, as a parent, I get to go tell my friends, ooh, my son is an engineer. He's so successful. Ooh, my son is a doctor. He helps patients and all these things. And you get to brag about it, right? I think the, I think not just the Indian community, but like the immigrant community loves to brag on their children. And when their children do something that is out of the normal, they feel like, oh, why, why are you doing this to us when we gave you this opportunity? And so that's... It's always going to exist. It's not like that's just going to go away, but it's it's hard to convince your parents of that exact situation and, and, and explaining it to them. It, it just won't translate because they did not experience the things we experienced, right? We went to school with people that were not like us. We went to school with a lot of white people a lot of other ethnicities, diverse group. And so we got to experience something that our parents never experienced, which is diversity. And sometimes you'll fall in love with someone that you wouldn't expect and just happens. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> did you? Okay, let me ask you. Did you? Okay, this kind of pertains to what we're talking about, but did you ever see yourself falling in love with a whitey, listen. With a white, with a white girl, right here. Everybody asks me, "What did you did you think that you'd be with a white girl?" And yeah. I always thought that. I I went to school with only white people. I didn't. There was literally I didn't see an Indian person in my school till middle school. I, <laughs> you gotta admit, the place we grew up. <laughs> what on earth? The place we grew up was like not very diverse until it started to develop a little bit and so probably till like high school you gotta think if i'm just surrounded by white what do you expect like this is what i see this is what who i'm surrounded by yeah so i don't think people understand that i think it's just like if i grew up in india who do you think i'm gonna marry do you think i'm gonna marry a white person in india yeah i I don't think so i think i'm gonna marry an indian person so it's who you're surrounded by I, yeah, I agree with that. And I just want to comment on I, it's sad to me that one of your parents only carries, cares about what their friends think of them mm-hmm. because then that carries on to you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're bringing shame, quote, bringing shame onto the family, then one of your parents is going to automatically see that as so shameful, so disrespectful, and everyone's going to view it that way. And that just, that hurts me to think that because you're not doing anything wrong you're simply in love with somebody and that is not a crime well think about this okay imagine that your love life is dictated by how your parents want to be perceived right yeah what yeah think about that is that what you want like explain okay this is the advice explain to them it's like hey this is who i want to be with and If you think that I'm going to dictate who I spend the rest of my life with because of what the community should think I should be, who the community thinks I should be with, then don't you think that that's wrong? Like, there's no way that they're going to be like, 
Oh, I guess. I guess. Yeah. No, we do. We definitely want whatever the community thinks well, you I should be know. with. But if this person says, like, one of my parents only cares about what the community and what our friends think. This is this is advice that you got to take with a grain of salt as well. Like you can't just be very direct about it. You got to be respectful. You know, your parents are very, they've done a lot for you. You got to respect them. And so you have to go into it gentle. Maybe it might take a month or two to continue this conversation, but at least explain to them like, Hey, you know, this is going to happen. This is why I think it should happen. And this is why I don't think you should be concerned. Well, and it's important to emphasize the fact that, you know, I'm still your child. I love you. I, that's not changing. Nothing is changing besides the fact that I'm not choosing, I'm choosing to be with somebody that you don't necessarily approve of. And by the way, have not even met your boyfriend. That's huge. I think it would be very important, very crucial for your parents to in your brother and your sister-in-law to meet your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at least get to, to get to know him that's huge and they can see that oh maybe it's not so bad after all maybe he's just a nice guy it, 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 i think it's sad and please don't feel selfish either because you're going after what you want and that's not selfish if you are disrespecting mm. your family in the process and doing bad things and not caring about other people's feelings whatever then maybe that's selfish but you obviously love your family mm-hmm. you're not doing anything wrong you love your boyfriend and you want to pursue a future with him and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing nothing selfish about pursuing the rest of your life yeah i don't think it's selfish at all but thank you for submitting the question hope this helps a little bit hallie i want you to pick a next question uh, any question okay and then we are going to go through it so K2, did you have any doubts whether girls would find you attractive being an Indian ethnic male, even if you're born and raised in the U.S., where the women born and raised in the West tin- didn't have an Indian ethnicity and culture? As I personally wouldn't expect non-Indian American born and raised girls to find Indian men physically attractive because you see so few of those couples in real life. Is it worthwhile to approach American women given the negative dating and social stereotypes surrounding Indian men? All right, let's go through... The negative stereotypes of Indian men. (laughs) Hallie, what are some negative stereotypes of Indian men? You personally are dramatic. That's like the number one thing. But I didn't know that before. Okay, no. I'm going to go through some (laughs) Indian stereotypes. Okay, first, the Indian male is apparently super smelly. Would you agree with that? That's That's what people say that a lot. Like Indian people smell bad. Oh, not at all. I mean, anybody can smell bad. If you don't take care of yourself, then yeah, you're going to smell bad. And you're not hygienic. Then uh, yeah, what? I would not say that at all. You smell wonderful. I mean, I remember, well, I met you when we started running cross country. So like you didn't smell the best all the time, but just in, you know, in general now you smell fantastic. Yeah. So number one, in terms of stereotypes for Indian people, the Indian people are dirty and chaotic. Oh, That's what it says. That number is th- horrible. Number two, it says Indian men only eat curry. <laughs> okay. Honestly. Here on the podcast, what is curry? Explain. I didn't know. I didn't know what curry was. I was like, what the, what's curry? What the heck is curry? Why does everyone keep calling me curry? But listen, I, curry is actually just like what we eat. Like, like sock, roti. Oh, like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I, that's what I eat. That's, that's curry. Technically, that's curry. Like paneer tikka, like that is the curry. And you, sometimes you put on rice and that's anyway if that smells bad i must smell terrible because i love that i think it smells great yeah me too so have you ever tried indian food i don't think so because you wouldn't be saying somebody smelled like curry if you'd eaten good indian food so get out (laughs) number three stereotype (laughs) indians worship millions of gods (laughs) and then number four cows roam the streets of india which is true well that is true that's a that's a true one (laughs) Anyways, those are just to list a few, okay? Um, Let's break those down. I just want you to know that I don't think that it's a very common thing for Indian people to smell bad. I think when you think of India, you think of a billion people. And you think of them all stuck in one spot. And listen, if you put a billion people in a very densely populated area, it's going to smell bad, okay? So anywhere, if you think about it, that's where that stereotype comes from. Okay. If you meet an Indian man, Indian woman in America or any other country, they're not going to smell bad. Maybe they will. There's one or two of them out there, but 
anybody can smell bad. Anyone Let's can be real. smell bad. Okay, so stop with the stereotypes. Um, People are so ignorant and dumb. The question can't. itself is a really good question. I always did think to myself, like, okay, I am Indian. I can tell that I'm different than everybody else. All right. I went to school with everyone being white. There was a few others that were not, but a few. I didn't really. I was friends with a lot of them because they were the only other ones kind of different like me. And so that was something that I kind of dealt with, but it it never made me afraid to ask other girls to like be friends with them or whatever it may be. I wasn't afraid to approach any American girls, but um, I know that once I got into like the high school space, that's when I was started to be a little more self-conscious about that kind of stuff. But then I made the lip dub and I was like, I'm the coolest kid in the oh, world. Oh, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, whoever you surround yourself with, that's who you're most likely going to. It's it's really hard to not end up with the people you surround with, you're surrounded with. And that's how that's just how I've always seen it. I just thought of another stereotype, actually. Um, how many times have people asked you if you're a good speller? Oh, you're Patel. Can you spell really okay, good? That, that is a good. Okay. So <laughs> how many spelling bees have you won? I haven't won any. Actually, I was in two spelling bees. <laughs> oh, God. The first spelling bee I got on the, I got out on the word inch. How'd you spell it? I don't remember, but I forgot the H. Like E-N-C. I, there's no H in inch. Yes. I don't see it. I see a ch. Anyways, I didn't, I messed the H. And yeah. then chocolate was the second spelling bee that I got oh. wrong. I, I think I forgot the H again. I just, yeah. You spelled cocklet? Yeah, I think I did. I think I said C-O and they were like, ding. Um, anyways, that, yeah, I'm not good at spelling. So you've never, okay, like anytime, which might I add, I think the only women that you've ever approached back in like high school days, middle school, which already high school is hard enough for mm -hmm. anyone, which I mean, yeah, if they're not a lot of other Indian kids and I can see, I mean, I can't understand that, but that would. Be, that would be hard there were a lot of me there were a lot of white people um but you strictly approached white girls from the beginning so you approached me were you afraid to approach me i wasn't afraid to approach you but i i the thing with approaching you is i've only seen white women in my school right that's all i ever saw but just in general i just was i intimidating i don't know i don't <laughs> think you were intimidating at all actually okay. <laughs> well that's why i insulted you when i first saw you but i right. was I was pretty, whenever I grew, when I was growing up, I didn't really take things too seriously. So I think that's what helped me talk to girls. But um, overall, I think a lot of people will go through this where they feel like they're not good enough or they are not uh, going to be picked because of their color or religion. So like your race or your religion. Um, I think that's what I was more concerned about was my religion because everybody I went to school with was Christian or Catholic. And I was like, I was a Hindu and, and no one really understood that. Um, well, that goes back to the stereotype of thinking that you have all these gods yeah. and stuff that people and, don't try and understand. And that's the other thing with cultures. Like I, I understood what Christianity was. I understood what some of the, the, concepts of the bible because that's the kind of people i grew up around so those those terms and those those concepts came up once in a while and i'd look them up and i'd try and understand them whereas whenever i was growing up with all these people they didn't they just took whatever religion i was and uh the hinduism and they just didn't really know what that was so that made me feel like i couldn't put myself all the way out there but that was it i didn't really consider my race anything to uh be a negative point well what's sad is when people don't understand something they like to pick at it and make fun of it and make you feel bad about it and with people not understanding your religion as being yeah. hindu then they like to say things like oh you have tons of gods or they comment on oh, like oh, worshiping god or yeah, worshiping, worshiping uh, cows, cows worshiping yeah. cows how many people still would say that to you today i could count i mean like a few people that yeah. have been like oh does he worship cows and i'm like no Lots of Do you people even say try that. to understand what a different religion is. It drives me crazy. Yeah. 
But I think a lot of Indian women would go through this more than I would. Um, I think Indian women are, they always, uh, at least because I have three older sisters, but I I don't know from their perspective, I'm not speaking on the behalf of them, but I, I just, I would assume that it would be harder because um, I feel like a lot of people will assume that, you know, white girls will get picked first. Like they, they're just more attractive or whatever they may feel. And that puts people down. And I, I might have thought that a little bit when I was a kid, like, oh, like, why would she go out with me when she can go out with this guy who's in football and soccer and does sports and I'm just here, you know, studying every day. I just want to go on record and say, I love that you're Indian Mm -hmm. and we're, when we have babies, they're going to be dark and not pale like me. So that's (laughs) number one right there. That's great. I love, and can I just say as well? Summertime is the best because your skin gets darker, and I love that. Yeah, and there's that a lot of Indian crazy, people who want to stay out of the sun because they don't want to get darker. I used to be that way, and now I'm not that way as much. I feel like you've made me like my darkness. <laughs> well, so. number one, it's not fair that you don't get sunburned. Yeah. But I I mean, I, I love that you're Indian. I love all that comes with it. I love how different we are and how we are the yin to each other's yang and we complete each other in a lot of different ways. Just, you know, we're from two completely different parts of the world and I think that's beautiful and I love that you're Indian and I don't care. I, I, I don't, I don't understand why people can make fun of things like you being Indian or your religion, whatever. I just, I can't understand that. I love it. Well, thank you. And thank you for the question as well, because we love answering all of these kinds of questions. Hope it resonates with one of you. All right, next question. This is about alcohol. Um, so I'm an enthusiastic listener. Thank you for listening. We Thank absolutely <laughs> love when we hear that you actually listen. Because um, sometimes I feel like I'm talking to myself. But you're talking to me. We're talking I'm talking to, to you. Other. Yeah, you're right. FYI, I sent in a question ages ago that you guys included about finding a significant other to fit your cultural vibes. I remember that question. I do. Thank you for asking it. They said, thanks for answering it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for asking it. Thank Thank us for for answering it. Yep. (laughs) There you go. Okay. I found it funny because I think in the episode, you guys thought I was male. I'm a girl for the record. Hallie, how could you? assumes. Look at you. You're an assumer. Well, you're a girl. Now we know. Thank you. Anyways, I wanted to write in with an idea. I am a non-drinker slash non uh, don't drink alcohol for similar reasons to you guys. To be honest, it's not anything religious related. Uh, but I was going to say there has been a lot of interest and growth in the marketing of non-alcoholic drinks these days, like 0% alcohol beer, uh, etc. I thought it might be good to do a video slash answer questions on how you found socializing at university slash college while uh, not drinking and how you managed that. Because I know me in the UK at uni, where drinking culture is getting sloshed and is a natural part of turning 18. It was a challenge. Just thought it might be a good thing to touch on. Oh, and maybe you can make it fun by tasting non-alcoholic drinks. Um, mm. That's a good idea. That's a good idea for a YouTube video. <laughs> Much love, a Brit that has not gotten hammered slash pissed. Not sure what you guys used to describe getting drunk in America. <laughs> oh, that's what you Wasted? Getting <laughs> That's hilarious. So you guys say, instead of getting wasted or drunk, you guys say hammered and pissed. That's funny. I would would love to to have somebody from the UK on this podcast because I just love the accent. I love the accent so much. I wish I had an accent. I wish we both did, but we don't. Um, Anyways, great question. Uh, We, what's your favorite non-alcoholic drink? How about that? That's Mm. a good first question. Well, I'm thinking, so, okay, it's not my favorite, but the first one that comes to mind is sparkling grape juice, Mm. which is basically like wine, but it's grape juice and it's sweet and it's good. So that's one of the first things that comes to mind. That's a good substitution for anybody that doesn't want to drink wine. You still want something, you know, grape juice wise, that's either red or white. In terms of something in a can. Mine is Arnie Palmies. Arnold Palmer's. Arnold Palmer's. Mm. I love. So it's just sweet tea and lemonade mixed together. Um, best drink, I think, especially in social settings. I think it's a great drink to have when you don't want to be drinking alcohol. Yeah, I agree. I love Arnold Palmer's. I think that's probably my favorite thing from a can as well or some kind of lemonade. I love lemonade. That's also a fun thing in social settings. Yeah. Going back to the question of like how you handled this in college. This is very easy for us because we went 
to a commuter college. Oh, meaning, we went to no parties. Is what uh, I was we say. Went, yeah, we went to zero parties. Uh, we didn't <laughs> Can get, you tell? We didn't <laughs> get put into situations where alcohol was like everywhere. I think there was one or there two times that happened for like 21st birthday parties. You know, you turn 21 in college, so. Yeah, 21 is oh, the age here. 21 is the age and <laughs> not 18. Yeah. Imagine if 18 was. The U.S. would be out of control. Dude, the U.S. is already out of control. Yeah. Eight, changing the alcohol age to 18 would ruin everyone. Yeah, that would be crazy. I'm They're, really glad that it's 21. 18-year-olds already start drinking here <laughs> illegally. And, uh, and much if younger. they made it legal, oh, my God, dude, it would be a mess here. The bars and everything. Oh, my God. I can't imagine what it's like in the U.K. Um, but. Yeah, we didn't get into put into a lot of situations like that, but we also chose not to be in situations like that. Yeah. We were very busy in college. We had uh, part-time jobs and we went to college full-time. So we would work 20 to 25 hours a week and then we'd do about uh, a full full classes, 20, 20 credit hour, 18 to 20 credit hours of classes. And so we were doing 40, 45 hours a week of of. A lot of work. And so we didn't have much time on our hands, uh, which is something we chose to do. Hallie graduated in three years. So she graduated early. She took a lot of credits and, and she, I think she was taking 18 credits every semester. Uh, and sometimes even, I think higher than that. I think there was one semester where she took like 19 or something like crazy, but we kept ourselves busy because we wanted to advance ourselves in life, but also not get put into bad situations that we didn't think would benefit us. Yeah, and I feel like because of that, people would consider us boring, but I never cared. I didn't yeah. ever want to be out partying super late till 1 a.m. First off, I like sleeping. Also, I had a huge thing about saving money, and alcohol had? is so expensive. You still do. Yeah, Let's I still be do. be real. I, I think alcohol is one of the biggest wastes of money it's so expensive. America, like, in the oh world. Oh my gosh. It's so expensive. I don't know how people do it. Because I literally, every time I go to the store, I'll see like people with, what is it brand? Tito's? Tito's? T- Tito's. Tito's. <laughs> Tata's. Is it, is it tequila? Yeah, Tito's. Yeah. Right? Anyways. We don't know our alcohol. <laughs> they got they got them. They're, bo- they're carrying two of them out and they're each like $25 or something crazy. I'm just like... I'm worrying about milk being two ninety eight or something like that, and and you guys are co- co- going out of these stores with these expensive alcohols, and I'm just like, I don't we got know. a budget, got a budget. Don't um, just don't drink too much alcohol. If you drink, that's fine, but like, it's expensive. Be careful. Yeah. Um. So we again, we didn't really put ourselves in these situations. We didn't again. We commuted, so we didn't go hardly to any parties or do anything crazy. We weren't crazy college kids. Um. We're not the typical norm, I think, of what you see when eighteen-year-olds first go to college. Um. I have a funny story. I remember back. It was like back for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and there was a pie that I was making. I was making a bourbon pecan pie, mm-hmm. bourbon chocolate pecan pie which required me to buy bourbon. Mm-hmm. And I don't know my bourbon brands. I was doing some research and like doing some stuff. I'm like trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, what's the smallest bottle that I can buy? Because like, I know this is going to be expensive. And so we went to the store, we went to Kroger and we both, we were there, we were in the alcohol aisle for like 10 minutes and we're like, where is like, where's the bourbon? Where's the, mm-hmm. which is that? It's not the same thing as what's whiskey and what's Whis- bourbon? bourbon okay great question i don't, I don't know. know but we found the smallest bottle we bought jack daniels i think i don't know but i used it for my pie and i smelled it and i was like God, i'm not putting this in my body this is awful again no hate if you drink fantastic if you don't fantastic but it's just it's not for me it makes me feel terrible bourbon is the term for a whiskey ah it is whiskey yes that so. is strong. You got to really like your alcohol to have some <laughs> now we know. whiskey on the rocks. Just to <laughs> continue just to continue that question, um, somebody asked, like, it kind of relates to what you asked, which is, I would love to have more information about what you guys do for your careers. If you guys could talk about your college major, internships, how you got the positions you're in now. So because we didn't drink and because we were so busy and trying to get ahead in life, We did things like internships and planned our careers and and picked majors that would be very good in the job market when we graduated. I graduated with a computer engineering degree. I graduated with a health data science degree. And we both had internships 
I had a lot of different internships with computer engineering, but then I also had internships in uh, electrical engineering and some marketing ones as well because I wanted to explore my options. I wasn't fully on board with computer engineering. When I was in class, I wanted to be anywhere else but that class. So I was like, you know what? This is probably not for me, but I've made it this far. I'm going to finish it. And hopefully I can find a career that isn't in this exact field, um, but at least I'll get an engineering degree. Yeah. And I also had quite a few internships, but I think pretty much all of them were in data science. And I had a, I had a job in college that wasn't data science. It was more of like marketing and a little bit of data stuff, but it was more mm-hmm. of the marketing side of things and planning events and doing things like that. And that's what I'm really good at. Um, yeah. I mean, I was in the health data science program for three years and then graduated. Then with all my internships in undergrad, ended up getting a full-time job uh, at one of the places that I interned. And then shortly after, not too, super shortly, but I ended up finding another job at a at actually the same company that I'm at now, the same company that we both work at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I currently work. So yeah, um, man, it was, it, was a hu- it was a hustle and it was a grind to get to where we are, I would say. We worked really hard. We worked very hard in college with our classes, with our internships, with our jobs on top of that and saving money. And then our business with Espatel Productions, mm-hmm. doing photography and videography and just saving money and building up to where we are now. It's really crazy when you think about yeah. all that we did. We were never free. We were always busy. We always had something we were doing. We were working on yeah. whatever it may be, but it's, yeah, it was a journey. So Hall- Hallie kept her um, path very uh, linear. She graduated with uh, health data science and she is now a health data scientist. And I went a different route. I, I went through a rotational program that taught me different skills. I had sales skills, marketing, I had skills built in implementation, all these different business sectors, uh, which landed me a role in consulting. I really enjoy it uh, because I get to work with customers and it's something that I'm very passionate about. But um, I think everybody should definitely try their best to um, take, do a major that you're really interested in, take as many internships as you can to figure out what you really are interested in because it can be hard in the real world. (laughs) It's so hard to know. Even now, you know, like we're 25 and 26, it's so hard to know what you want to do forever. And I think anybody at this age or anybody who's been in the corporate world for a while now or any job field will tell you that you the best thing that you can do is just network with people get to know different Mm -hmm. areas of different jobs and responsibilities that you'll have and just it's best to explore now so that you're able to move around and try different things yes and we had the best like job in college where we would review resumes oh my gosh yeah so we got to see really bad resumes make them better and that helped us make our resumes absolutely indestructible okay i would interviewing our ability to interview and our ability to have a concrete resume understanding what recruiters are actually looking for helped us immensely oh yeah look up it is insane how important it is to have a well-written resume no fluff forget the fluff okay nobody cares i hate when people are put like an objective at the top my objective is to get a job in the no duh why are you applying for the job if you're they're if that's gonna not your ask objective? you that if in the interview anybody who has an objective i we do a lot of interviews for what I, I i do a lot of interviews for positions and so when i'm interviewing someone and it says an objective bro dude i throw that resume i don't care if you have 4.0 Oh, that's another thing that we should talk about with the 4.0 thing. Yeah, it's Usually, not important to have a 4.0. I, it's better I, to have more experience in, than academic experience. Yeah, some t- some companies, like the big ones, NVIDIA, Microsoft, Apple, they'll look at that 4.0 and be like, okay, we need this and we need the experience. You have to be a perfect but, all-around star in yeah, that so sense. If you're looking at those companies, make sure you get that 4.0. But uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be so concerned about that. Try and get more project experience. Try and get more... Uh, internship experience. But I would say just to wrap up that point is that the best advice that I can offer is to, again, meet with people, try and find uh, a a major that you could see yourself doing, which I know a lot of people just kind of pick it because it sounds fun, which I picked my original major nursing because not because it sounded fun, but I thought I'd be good at it. I'm really glad that I did not 
follow through with that because I don't think that would have been a very good fit for me. Um, but yeah, just, you know, meet with people, build your LinkedIn, connect with people, learn about the different kinds of career opportunities in your area. If you're graduating, learn about those different internships or careers in your area and what kinds of companies hire those positions. And maybe you don't want to do it at all. Just, you know, start looking within and really start thinking what you're good at, write it down and say, hmm, these skills would go at this kind of position. Maybe I should pursue something like that. Exactly. So Hallie's going to read the next question. Look for a question, Hallie, and see if we can answer it. How did Hallie's parents deal with the fact that your guys' relationship is an interfaith relationship? What was going through her parents' mind and her mind as well in accepting this big difference of you guys? This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's a good question. I, I don't know what was going through their head. Do you know? I think just in general, they, which this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, but coming from a place of not understanding and they, like I myself, didn't really have any Indian friends. So I didn't know the religion. I didn't know the culture background. I didn't know a lot of things. And so I think just in general, it was a lack of not knowing anything and not, pre, you know, meeting you or meeting your family or anything. I think obviously, you know, a lot of parents want their children, much like we've talked about before, to end up with somebody within their culture with the same religious backgrounds because, and I quote, it makes things easy, which, yeah, you know. Makes things easy. It's comfortable. It's comfortable. That's a good word. It's just easier overall. Yeah. So I think that was probably the biggest thing. They were just concerned, like, okay, well, like, how are you going to raise your kids? I mean, these are big questions to ask as we first start dating. We're like, we don't know because we didn't understand ourselves. And, you know, we're still not even fully to that point yet where we're having kids. I mean, these are going to be decisions that we're going to continue to make and figure out what's going to be best for us and our family. But I think just in general, what was going through their heads is that they're like, okay, this might be kind of difficult. Uh, I, I wonder, you know, this is a lot this is a lot of big changes and Mm -hmm. you know i grew up around only white people too i didn't know that i would end up with an indian man so i think just it being so different than what probably i myself and my parents were expecting they were like okay hold on i want to understand more i think a lot of times people like to go towards the right of okay who's going to convert who's going to convert right that is yes um and I definitely never had the ideation of ever doing that because I'm very confident in my faith and Hallie's very confident in her faith. And so it it's one of those things that you have to have a mutual understanding with each other. Like, hey, I think this because of these reasons. What are your thoughts on it? But also, what are your what what are what goes through your head when you think of certain topics? Like what are your morals versus my morals? How do those relate? A lot of times, if you are religious, those morals align in a lot of ways. The stories might not be all the same. There might there might be a few differences here and there, but overall, the morals, the beliefs, a lot of the things that you believe in align. And so how you perceive those, how you want to believe those things, that could be your own personal beliefs. Like I, that's how I've always seen it. And, and in Hinduism, there is no way to convert. You can't just be like, okay, let me get baptized and become Hindu. There's no way to do that. Whereas in the Christian faith, there is a way to convert. And um, it's a different method of, of, of things. And so that's why in my head, I was like, okay, well, that isn't, certain things 
it's, it's hard to think about these things because people ask these questions to you. And, um, as long as you are open and honest about what you want to talk about, it's very easy to get through these questions. So first of all, you have to be open. You got to talk about these things. You can't just be putting them aside until the big moments of, oh, we're getting married. Oh, we're having kids. Now what? These are definitely big conversations that you need to have with your significant other prior to taking the next big steps. And it's, don't try and make it a big deal. Like don't try and push your agenda on the other. I think that could ruin a lot of relationships. Well, that just Um, comes with being a normal person. It should be, you know, being a kind individual. It is important that you don't put somebody in a corner, that you allow them to express what they want to talk about, that you also get that opportunity, hope that it's mutually reflected back for you so that you're able to also speak openly. When Yeah, exactly. Like whenever somebody talks about these harder topics, um, you just got to be open and honest about it, but you also can't be too pushy, um, especially like a lot of religious. I'm friends with a few, a, a lot of religious people who are, uh, who really are passionate about their faith and we like to have debates back and forth sometimes um very friendly debates and and whenever we talk about these things it's it's always in in a manner of okay neither one of us are wrong but we both are very confident in what we believe in right and and you have to have that understanding so i'll leave it at that but it is something that is very important to talk about all right we have time for one more question so i am going to go ahead and read the last question hey guys big fan i wanted to reach out because i enjoy the advice and the way you guys act around each other that's a new one do you like the way we act around each other hallie yeah (laughs) i do context wise I've been in an interracial relationship. I'm Indian. She's British. We have a huge... UK following, baby. Huge UK following. This is amazing. Okay, we got to go to London this year somehow. I am Indian and she's British and that was amazing. But due to parental intervention, we had to break up. That sounds pretty familiar. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, when I've been meeting women, especially those who are Indian, they've always commented on my height and that I'm not tall enough. <laughs> and that's what? and that has started to get to me. For context, I'm 5'10. And my 5'10 ex and was, a half. 5'10 and a half. Yeah, I can't forget that half. 5'10 and a half. My ex was 5'9, who never had a problem. But all these Indian girls who are 5'4, five, 5'7 five, call me short. All of them have made it clear that I'm too short. Some of them explain that I'll be shorter than them in heels, so it just is embarrassing for them. Bearing in mind, my ex would wear heels. And none of us had a problem. So far, I've had no luck in the past six months. Any advice, words of wisdom would be great. First of all, um, hello. I'm sorry that you had to break up. Let's go back to that. Yeah. If you had to break up because of parental intervention, I, I don't know, man. I I wouldn't take that. But I get it. Sometimes it just it happens. Sometimes it happens. The whole short thing. Short kings are on top. You're not short. First of all, I'm five ten. Yeah, and I'm 5'7". I'm, I'm almost 5'8". No. Hallie, if Hallie wears heels, she is 5'10", just like me, and we'll be like level, like same height. But that doesn't... That, that's never bothered either, either one of us. We've talked about it. Sure. Don't be with somebody who doesn't want you for who you are. Hell, I cannot get over that. I'm sorry. What is that? They're 5'4"? Is that what you said? 5'4 to 5'7", and they're calling you short? Yeah. Have they looked in a mirror? Bro, don't take that. Don't, don't take it. Yeah, that's just disrespectful. That's a that's an easy answer. Don't take the disrespect. That's crazy. What on earth is wrong with these women? I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. Really, I am. Because that is so... Especially when you're in such a vulnerable, vulnerable place after breaking up. You were in love with the last person that you were with. And you had to break up because of something that neither one of you can control. Parental parents inter- intervening and all the crazy things i'm sorry about that and then the fact that you got to go into the dating field now and all these women that are almost like four feet tall are commenting how short you are give me a break yeah that's not acceptable you're not short you're not you're you know what you, short king if you're a short king be a short king embrace but you're, that technically you're not short you're man. not you're um, almost six feet yeah 
So I wouldn't take it. I know men who are like much shorter than me and they could not care less. And I doubt that they probably get comments from women like, oh my God, you're so, well, maybe they do. I don't know. But you're so short. Don't take that. You know what? Say uno reverse. You're short. You know what? Look at you. Yeah. Have you looked in a mirror? Are you like, what? You're five, four. You're short. All right. We have. I'm sorry. But (laughs) on the real, how would you deal with that? I would deal with it in a way that would involve cutting them out. I'm done. I wouldn't deal with it. Well, I think that's an easy way to weed somebody out automatically. Like, yeah. okay, I'm not good enough for you. Thank you. Next. Yep. And then, you know, just Boom. wait for somebody. You will find the right person that will come along and will say, oh, you're five, ten and a half. I love that. I love it. Perfect. So that those were all our big questions. We have six more lined up. So get ready for those. I did want to go through three short questions that were asked and we're just going to do a rapid fire of those. All right. All right. So number one, what is the sweetest thing you've got, you guys have done for each other? My, for, for Hallie, the sweetest thing I think I've done for Hallie is the proposal. Oh, I knew. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I thought that was really sweet. What, what about you? What's the sweetest thing you've done for me? I don't know. I, hmm. because in my head, I do a lot of sweet things for you a lot. So, but those are very, those are like minor things. Like, obviously I bring this up all the time, but cooking for you or filling up your water because you don't drink a lot of water if I don't fill it up for you or giving you your little vitamins or packing your lunch for the next day or doing things. I think more, I measure it in small little gestures like that. I'm trying, I can't really think of like a huge gesture I've done. There's huge, you've done big things. Like what? I got my, when I got my internship, she made a poster for me. Oh. The, and mm-hmm. she had people sign it because she was so happy that I had gotten the, the internship. And it's that something would lead that to I, your career that you have now. Yeah. Exactly. It was like the biggest thing ever. It was when a we went out to company. dinner. And so, um, the, that was very important to me. She also, one day I was like not feeling the best. So she came over with Chick-fil-A. There was a time where I came over to her house and she made a fort. And we had a movie <laughs> night in the fort. She had, has had so many romantic gestures. So those sound so lame. Those were long time. Those were like years ago. But I still remember them, and I love them. One thing that I remember that was really sweet that I did was I planned our whole thing that we did for my birthday a few oh, years ago, yeah. where we stayed downtown. We went to the symphony. We had a really nice dinner, and I planned that for us, and I surprised you and that was fun yeah that was fun okay you're supposed to be rapid fire i know in general i like to do sweet things for you every day so i think i count it that way okay sounds good all right what do you value most in a relationship honesty and communication mine would be i guess and um, kindness i guess if i had to pick it'd be a sense of humor i really value a sense of humor if you can't joke around it's going to be tough. So I joke around with you and you never get my jokes. No, I love or it. Or you're not listening. <laughs> I love it. So I, I think you need to have a good sense of humor and take things lightly sometimes. I Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm saying yeah. that because you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, no. You gave me a little look that no. kind of insinuates that maybe I don't. Okay. This is a rapid fire, Hallie. Okay. You're not okay. supposed to go into it. Okay. Where did the name Half Past Jaw come from? I know. Do you want me to tell you? Here we go. Yeah. Half past Ja came from you. Literally. You should join our Discord. The Half Past Crew. It's called the Half Past Crew Discord. It's in the description down below in the link tree. Go find it. Follow us. We asked you, um, what would be a good podcast idea? Over a year ago. Yeah. And we had come up with a few. I think it was like the Patels. The Patel cartel or like something like that. Something, I don't know. We use chat GPT a lot and it just wasn't working in our favor. So we kind of dropped that. And then we were like, you know what? Let's just ask people. We did chai. We did. We even had chai talk and that's actually a podcast now. Yeah. Um, We had all kinds of things. We wanted Patel. We wanted cha. We wanted something to do with that. And then somebody was like, what about half past cha? And I was like, it was crazy because the the week before we were going to launch this podcast, we had complete we had a completely different title. I need to go yeah. back into the Discord and look it up. I've got some notes. Maybe I can pull those out. And so we were going to have a completely different name. And then somebody was like, "What about Half Past Ja?" And I literally was like, "Oh 
my God. Well, we wanted something that obviously incorporated the fact that we're an interracial couple because that's a bulk of what we talk about amongst other things, as mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's it's hard. The I would say the hardest part of starting anything, a business, a podcast, an Instagram page, whatever, is coming up with the name. Yeah. 100%. Why is that the hardest part? I don't know. doesn't make sense. But I'm glad we did. I'm glad we asked you. I'm glad we have such a great community. You guys are so creative. Oh, my gosh. The best. Um, I want you guys to know that we have a lot coming up still. We do have merch. Okay? We do. We said it last time, but we're still... We have mm, it. We no, got to work on it. We have it. Okay. It's done. Yes. We got samples. It's in our closet. <laughs> They're in our closet. We want to wear them and take pictures. Uh, it's just, we got to make some time, Hallie. Why are you so busy all the time? Why are you so busy, Mr. Travel? Look at you. I'm going to Santa Barbara. Anybody out in Santa Barbara, let me know. Uh, this is the end of the podcast. We love answering your questions. I just want to remind everybody that we do have a website, www.halfpastshot.com. On that website, it shows our podcast, how to access uh, our channels, and where you can submit your questions because we love answering your questions like we just did. Please continue asking us questions. We have, we still have so many more that we need to answer. Uh, those will be answered in the next few episodes. And then remember, episode 50, another version just like this for you all. all we right? may or may not be having some guests on soon. Oh, shoot. Maybe next week. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Text him. I got to go. I got to I got to go do that. That's on you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Here we go. All right. We love you, Half Past Crew. Thank you for the support. We are so excited to be growing this podcast community and all the exciting things that we have this new season. We will see you all next Monday at Half Past Are my Instagram stories too much? If anybody's still watching, I'm posting a lot on Instagram. Should I continue to do that? I'm surfing on the table. Psych. <laughs> we actually got the merch out, okay? Here's the white crew neck. Here's, here's the, the black, black crew, crew neck. neck. And we have a sticker. Look at that. It's so cute. So make sure you go to www.halfpastshot.com to order yours. Every single dollar that is going to be made through these is going towards the next merch launch. So we're not making a ton off of this, but it's going to help us create more personalized merch in the future. So if you're interested and if you're able, please go ahead and go to www.halfpastshot.com to buy your own crew neck or sticker. Side note, we're only keeping this up for one week. So get it while you can. We are going to take everything off. I know there might be a limited stock as well of these. So they're going to go like hotcakes. Make sure you get it while you can.